So, I just saw Detective Pikachu, and I have to say it was a movie. I wasn't particularly impressed. I have to I have to admit I did like a lot of the visuals as Uncanny Valley a lot of them did end up hitting cuz it was a callback to my childhood. But the hell wouldn't I want to see this damn thing? It was a surprising amount of adults in the theater, I have to admit. But yet in, in spite of all the adults there, there were still way too many kids. And I found this out <laughs> because one of the previews was for Sonic the Hedgehog, and immediately uh, a quote came to mind after seeing that, being reminded of the horror therein. You will dream of teeth and nothing else. Disgusting. Disgusting. I don't, I don't understand why they thought that was a good idea. But somebody did, clearly. The plot structure was kind of predictable. About 20, 30 minutes in, I kind of figured out the big twist. Because it's not exactly difficult to, to piece it together, you know. What, 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 once you see, once you see it, I think you, I think you guys will understand where I'm coming from with that. Not to say that it's bad. Again, like I said, it was a movie. It just it was. It wasn't terrible. But I get the feeling that getting the screechy dude from uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, I'm sorry, Fallen Kingdom, wasn't exactly the best idea. I don't have any idea who thought that was a good plan, but, I mean, he fits the awkward fish-out-of-water character well enough. I just, I don't like his voice, but he's, he's serviceable. It's, it's not terrible, but, you know, whatever. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. On the other hand, having Ryan Reynolds as the Pikachu was an interesting choice, but I feel like they could have done more with that character. He's entertaining as all get out, but... He just talks way too damn much, considering how little impact him talking actually does for the plot. So, hey, you know, that's my opinion on it. If you got a massive nostalgia boner for this, go ahead and watch it. And if you don't, you're not missing much. Now, moving forward with a couple of topics I would like to actually cover. Let's start with loot boxes. And... Chief among these things I want to get on to is the bill being passed in, I believe it's Minnesota, talking about the removal of loot boxes, potentially, and I'm happy about that. I've never really been a fan of loot boxes, and they haven't really been terrible until the last few years. Loot boxes encouraged terrible game structure. They degrade the experience, oftentimes, by artificially making the, the difficulty terrible. They'll, they'll, they'll jump it up, or they'll make progression, they being whoever is designing the game in question here, they'll design the progression to be so tedious, or in some cases slow down and stop, the way that Destiny's Bright Engrams did for a while, back when it started. Uh, which they then responded by doubling the requirements it took to get a frickin' stupid little dodecahedron full of shiny crap that doesn't matter. They'll, they'll, they'll halt progression by getting you so damn annoyed by how long it takes to get you to buy the thing. In some cases, you think, oh, why would that matter? 
you know? Why, why is it such a terrible thing? The whole don't like it, don't buy it mentality is certainly one that af could affect this whole thing. But the problem is, is I am among the few people in comparison to the many, from the sounds of it, who are more than willing to put money into this, who are the ones that keep the system going. Now, I don't blame anybody in, for not having patience for this nonsense. It's frustrating and takes forever by design. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. Matter of fact, I'm tempted to think most people don't like the idea that, hey, things aren't going very fast, and I want to have fun with my games, damn it. Let's just speed it up. But no, games shouldn't have to be like that. But they're being made like that anyway, and I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Please stop. That's why this bill is necessary. It's about time we shook up the structure of games being made. There's more than enough companies out there who are actually bothering to make a satisfying product. But it sure as heck took them too damn long. Now, there are, of course, people out there who say, well, you know, hey, you know, they, they gotta make money. Yeah, they did when you bought the game. Why do they need more of it when they're not putting out more pieces of a game or just other games? They're just trying to get you to invest in the game that you already bought. That's annoying. Can we not have that? And why do we have people bothering to, f to defend the bottom line in the first place? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, sure, they need money. That doesn't mean they need yours or mine further than what they've already gotten. These people are bajillionaires. They make more in interest than we could ever hope to get in a day, in a lifetime. You know? They don't need defending. They have themselves. <laughs> That's what they got lawyers for. Now, this could potentially just me be being ranting against big old companies, because I'm, I'm not exactly a big fan of the AAA system. I just, I never have been. They put out lackluster products because they're big names, and yeah, everything's shiny, but that doesn't mean there's much of it. And that doesn't mean it doesn't play like garbage. That's why I love the indie stuff. It's because they know that they have absolutely nothing to show for it in terms of a history that they bother to put out the products that they do. And it's absolutely fascinating when they put out more often than not. Like, for example... I'll tell of a, one of those make-or-break stories. Cellar Door Games had put out a few games previously that did moderately okay. It wasn't enough to really keep them afloat. And they had one last all-or-nothing gambit that they had put out. And if that didn't work out, they were going to basically turn the company into the space dust that a lot of companies end up in. They were just going to dissolve everything and move on. That game was Rogue Legacy. And now look at them. They're bigger than they would have ever dreamed. Matter of fact, one of my favorite publishers of indie titles is Devolver Digital. They, they have a collection of small indie developers under their belt. And everything I've ever touched of theirs that they've put out has been a hit. Now, I know some people are obviously... They're going to say, I'm biased. Yeah. It's called having an opinion. And I got a strong one. I hate AAA companies because more often than not, they put shiny stuff out and it's ass. 
Case in point, the Master Chief Collection, when it first came out, was an absolute broken, unplayable, unfun mess, and I despised it. And nearly every indie title I've ever touched, I've loved. The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, Hotline Miami, Lufrausers, uh, Dungeon of the Endless. I believe I have mentioned Enter the Gungeon already at some point earlier. You know, things like that. Now, there there are some indie or titles that I'm like, why, why, why does this exist? Like, Super Meat Boy. I, I mean, I like it, but... God, it has it, it is it is beyond frustrating. The end is nigh is essentially this in the same group. Uh, now, just as there are exceptions to my hatred or to my love of indie titles, there's also an exception to my hatred of AAA titles. Uh, pretty much anything that Platinum Games puts out has been something I have slobbered all over. Bayonetta, Meta Gear Rising Revengeance. Okay. Just pretend it doesn't say Metal Gear, and then you'll be fine. As far as the continuity goes, the story just doesn't do anything spectacularly weird in comparison to other Metal Gear titles, considering they have cyborg ninjas and vampires, among other crazy things. And, you know, a president powered by nanomachines, son probably isn't anything particularly crazy for the franchise. It's made by Kideo Kojima. Come on. Everything was going to get weird regardless of whether or not it actually had him working on it. Fingers crossed for Death Stranding getting released sometime this century. Now, that actually reminds me on the topic of waiting years for good things. It's been seven years since the proper sequel in name and hopefully quality, uh, since we've had a good Borderlands game. With the release of the Game of the Year edition of Borderlands 1, which took them a lot longer than I expe had expected, that's for sure. Uh, I'm reminded that in September, I believe, of 2012, was the release date for Borderlands 2. The pre-sequel was okay. It had weak music, and honestly, the environments weren't particularly interesting until they got to the Claptrap DLC, but the DLC doesn't make or break a game for me a lot of time. It's the base game that's what matters. Because regardless of whether or not you're playing the extra stuff, if the game that you're playing all the extra stuff in is okay at best, then even the DLC is going to bring it up to, eh, it was fine, and nothing much higher. Anyway, so it's it's been seven years since we've had a proper sequel in, in title and in function. And Borderlands 3 is looking good. You know? It's got all the stuff I want. Crazy crap. It's big. It's loud. And, you know, now we actually get another siren. Because it's not really a Borderlands game if we don't get a siren that I get to use and abuse. And she's got muscle. Nothing particularly of note with that. I just wanted to point that out. Now, while we're on the topic, actually, of big companies doing strange things, um, not too long ago, Riot Games had a walkout of, of a, I believe, 100-plus people who stood around for an hour uh, because people suck, and they had to work with these people who suck. Now, as vague as that is, I'm not really too concerned about what it is that they did over at Riot so much as 
what I think about the whole idea of the walkout. Isn't the point of the walkout supposed to be, hey, we, we, we don't like the condition things sit on. Let's, you know, let's let's tell our opinions and risk everything for it. Yeah, isn't that what it's about? Like, that you're so willing to get things to change that, you know, if they don't, you'll, you're, you're willing to get fired? Because what they did didn't really promote any risk. And, and, and you know, some pe- people might be like, oh, hey, that's, that's not right. You know? That, that, that's just, you know, it, it was what they were standing for is what matters. Was it? Was it really? Because I feel like they would have done something drastic if they were that concerned about the condition of the workplace. Now, that's coming from an outsider. It's coming from somebody who has no idea about what happens in the business. So my perspective is limited. But that's just how I feel with the information I've, I've been given. I, I can't help but wonder how, how much crap is going on at these companies. All these stories about crunch in these various companies and... And all, all these people telling about the creepy stories with their bosses. I mean, heck, apparently the guy running the whole show for Borderlands, Randy Pitchford, apparently has got some stories of, of him being creepy on, on top of everything else. And it's like, why? What is it about being in power, ha- having all these money, and making executive decisions for people's lives and for your future livelihood that makes them decide... I'm going to grab a butt today and it's going to be okay because I have money. Really? Is that is that just a is that just how it goes? I mean, I thought Hollywood was where that stopped, but apparently not. God, how I wish that was the case. Hi folks, Nev's here. Big shout out to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast. And if you guys didn't know, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Gives you everything you need, including stuff to edit and record right on your computer or mobile device. And did I mention it's free? Pretty great, right? They also distribute your podcast across all kinds of places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Getting your podcast heard everywhere. Anchor makes it super easy to make money from your podcast, no matter how big or small your viewer base. So download the Anchor app today or go to Anchor FM. Stay awesome. See you next time.